Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hub Arkish on 670 The Score. Welcome back, everybody. Hub Arkish with you tonight for one more hour. We're going to take it up until 9 o'clock, and we've been talking a whole lot of Bears football in the first hour, obviously that's your team here in Chicago at 670 to score. But now we want to broaden the spectrum a little bit, talk about some NFL, and check in on an old friend of ours, Lovey Smith, down in Houston. So to do so, we are going to one of the top experts, both on the NFL and the Houston Texans, former NFL and Canadian League quarterback. I mentioned that only, Sean, because I know about that that great cup. And, and that's there you go. That, that's right, man. Yeah, you got to feel good about that, buddy. Uh, I have not had a chance to visit with Sean in quite a while, but he is now at Sports Talk 790 down in Houston. And I thank you so much for taking time out to join us this evening. I hope everything – is the summer heat there yet? Are you holding up? How's everything going oh. down in Houston? It's here, Hub. Great to be with you, too. Always a pleasure. It's been way too long, and we've known each other for probably way too long, but never long enough, my man. The heat, it's going great. It's summertime, and you can imagine Houston. The humidity is uh, off the charts, and they send that little message out that says, air quality, probably keep your dogs and don't spend too much time outside. So right around 100 with some humidity, but it's summertime in Houston. I think it's going to be like that for a minute here so. Uh, but we're enjoying it, and uh, it beats the alternative, so no complaints here. It's great to be with you. There you go. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Actually, believe it or not, it was 100 here yesterday, so it's uh, – oh, yeah, uh, right. there, yeah, there's you something know. going on right, right. now. Uh, hey, man, right. listen, I, I want to start. You've got an old, another old friend of mine down there and, and probably – uh, not probably the second most successful. Uh, let me rephrase that. The third most successful coach in NFL in Chicago Bears history, Lovey Smith, has taken over down there, and I'm hearing a lot of good things uh, about a team that uh, needed a fresh start, needed to be reorganized. I know there are still some issues. I know Nick Casario is still settling in, uh, but but Lovey may just be the guy to get that right. What is the reaction down there so far? What has your experience been with Lovey? Love him. And no pun intended with the love. Uh, he's perfect. This is this is a team, and Chicago's going through it now, to stabilizer, who's had great experience, has been on good teams, has, has dealt with some teams that aren't very good in his career. And I, I think a lot of us, and I was one included, when they were going through after David Cully had been fired, the coaching search, trying to figure out who it was, I wasn't real. And I think Nick Casario's going to be great. I think he's already started well with his draft picks and, you know, coming from Bill, uh, from Bill uh, Belichick. But I didn't like it. It felt when he first hired Lovey, it felt like around here on my radio show with a buzz here, there was like an afterthought. Well, we didn't get this guy. We're not getting Brian Flores. What about Lovey? And a lot of us thought, well, you've got a great coach who's a stabilizer and P 
people respect him because I had talked to Erlacher about him, you know, about a week or a half or two weeks before, <clears throat> and he said, Sean, I love him. He's best coach, head coach I played for. Brian loved him and swore by him. So I would, you know, we went on the air and known Lovey forever, but his approach was perfect because he knows how to still deal with a younger generation of player and expects them to play like grown men, empowers them, but also is just a solid guy and a hell of an ex-Zones guy. And this is what they need. They need to stabilize. And that doesn't mean he's a stopgap. Hell, I hope he goes and wins. And I don't care if he's, if he's 70 or if he's 68 or whatever he is or, or 40. He is a guy that was, for the timing of this franchise, needed. And he got the guys he wanted. He loved Stingley. And he got a guy to help stabilize his back end of his defense and build it there. And you know how he is. He wants to keep scores low. He wants to force turnovers. And he turned it over to Pep Hamilton on offense. So I think you're going to see a better brand of football. They're not talented enough to win a ton of games, but they will be better. And the Sunday in-game decisions when it's fourth and one and when to go for it, they've got the right guy. I think the timing of this for Lovey Smith, he should have just been considered earlier. And I think that's the way they felt. But he's brought in this feeling of calm and professionalism that this, this franchise needs. And they haven't had that. David was a good guy, David Cully, but he was in over his head. Great assistant coach, not ready to be a head coach, especially on Sundays. And it's a tremendous upgrade from the way they felt about Bill O'Brien as a head coach. And Lovey's not power hungry. He just wants to win and treat people with respect, and they got him. You know, Sean, I, I got to believe that you're tired and probably exhausted talking about it at this point, but uh, it still is unfortunately kind of a dark cloud over the league and now over Cleveland. Uh, let me just start your, your general synopsis of how this whole thing came down with Deshaun Watson and, and, and the damage it did to the organization. Hub, you know how this is when you get a franchise quarterback and you've been covering this game for a long time and it is when you when when it doesn't work out, it sets your franchise back. And Deshaun was gonna, you know, he well aside from Warren Moon as an Oiler, this was the most gifted. And if we're just sticking to football, he is one of the best in the league at what he does. He's a phenomenal football player. And you know, now people are gonna have to compartmentalize their moral compass with the football side of it. And how this, you know, back backtracking a little bit to how this all started. And I. The legal stuff, when we get into that, above our pay grade, we go by what these high-powered lawyers say. So, But it obviously came into play. And when you go back in, in 2020 when he got the new contract, and they still went 4-12, and 12, but he had a phenomenal season. And he became, you know, Harden was here as a basketball player, but he was the most, with, even with J.J. Watt, everybody knew that the new star in town was Deshaun Watson, beloved on and off the field, and it was our future. And then, like, after he got the contract, for whatever reason, like in January of 2020, it shifted overnight. And his people came, you know, his, his, his people, his, his agents and, and handlers said that he, does, he, he wants out. And we, we kind of was head-scratching, like, well, why? Well, now you push forward and people wonder, well, did he know some of this legal stuff was coming down the pike? Did he really want out? Why did he want out? It seemed fine. And then Hopkins, before that, got traded, and he didn't trust the Jackies to be in the front office. And all those, the dysfunction that the Texans obviously went through, that's been well documented. But I think people were offended here because he, he was the king here and offended, like, why, why, did, why does he want to stay here and stick it out with, with them? But people still loved him. And then all of a sudden, a month later or whatever it was, the legal stuff starts to come down the pike, and people still, you know, it was the he said, she said. Both sides got to be heard. You got to, you know, the women deserve to be protected, but so does Deshaun until we find out, you know, the lawyers and doing all the stuff that 
like I said, is above my pay grade. But as it started to go and go, and you knew he was – Hub last year, he was not ineligible. You know that. I mean, he wasn't suspended. He could have played. He didn't want to play. He was never going to play another down here. He said, legal or not, he, when he said he wanted out, he's just stubborn and good enough to say, I, I wasn't going to stay here. So it was going to be a waiting game. And then the legal stuff came down, and you started to see the shift of the narrative of the fan base. Davis Mills ended up playing pretty doggone well for a third-round pick. And it got to the point where it was like, now we got to get him out. That's, and, and that's the general feeling here. Now, you're losing a great football player, but you needed to start over and build assets. It just wasn't going to work here anymore. And Deshaun, you know, Cleveland's getting a great football player. Whenever that is, he's going to play. And who knows what's going to happen with the civil lawsuits. Obviously, that it's been that this legal stuff is the NFL. It is a, it's a, the organization, in, you know, having to deal with it. Deshaun Watson's and the PR machine and all the things that he is going to have to deal with. And it, some of it may never go away. But, you know, the Cleveland Browns have gone all in on it. Two hundred thirty million bucks. So they believe that somehow, some way, whether it's at the next year or in twenty twenty two, that he's going to be a franchise quarterback again. And Hub, I, I can understand why the guy's he's he's a top six, seven, eight quarterback in the league today. hadn't played in a year. The question is, what's going to happen? How how many more is there, or is there? Um, can people compartmentalize his teammates from off the field to on the field? As a football player, he'll win people over in the locker room. He just will. And then you got to decide on your own moral compass how you feel of whether you, you know, the, your opinion based on if he should or shouldn't. But I can't imagine that the NFL is not going to suspend him for. I don't have any extra insight, but I, I, whenever the suspension comes down, I'll be shocked if it was less than a year. I think at some point, in my opinion, from all the information you get from people that come on your show and being here in Houston and listen to insiders, judging from why the NFL is what they've done with other for other stuff, whether it's marijuana or domestic violence. And with this, even though and remember people listening, you don't have to have criminal charges filed. The NFL is their own you know, ju- judge, jury, and execution. They do what they want to do. I just don't see how that he's not – I can't imagine. If it's a half a season, then it is a – the Cleveland Browns will be like, oh, wow, this is, what, what a, this is unbelievable. We're going to get him for eight. I can't imagine – that the commissioner would err on the side of light in this one. I think you got to be pretty, pretty uh, wise in how you go about this. Fair, but wise. And I don't see, when it does come down, how he's not missing a season. I just don't. Yeah, you know, there, there's some particular, or a little extra, maybe I shall say, intrigue here in Chicago, because we were on the, the air live during the first round of that 2017 draft. And, and when the Bears... Right made the silly trade, uh, and then took Mitch Trubisky, uh, we were floored. I mean, I just ripped him a new one over taking him over to Sean Watts. I'd like to pretend I knew about Patrick Mahomes, uh, but like right, most teams right. who also didn't know, but but the idea of taking Trubisky over Watson was just kind of stunning. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious now, I'm not about to convict somebody who hasn't had due process. We, we leave that to other right. people. Agreed. But, Agreed. but, but the, cur- the current allegations that are coming out, against the Texans organization for being complicit in some of this. What's the blowback there, and what's going on in town with that now? Yeah, and, and Hub, you're exactly right. I, I'm either. I'm one of those. I'm just information, and I, you hear both sides, and somebody a lot smarter than me when it comes to the law and a moral compass, because we said everybody's going to have their own interior judgment of how they feel about somebody. The one thing that's inarguable is how great a football player is when he's back on the field. That's that. that that's, a, that's for another story. Um, I talked to an insider last week, 
and he told me that, and he's got a pretty good pathway to guys that that are seem to be in the know, and he's been doing it a long time. That while the Texans and you know Tony Busby, the attorneys for the accused, the accusers, the attorney for the accusers uh, with the Texans in the lawsuit, that he doesn't think there is going to be enough, and and that that phrase complicit, the word complicit, or that they aided him in doing it. Now we know some of the things that went on, but he feels and that that they feel pretty strongly that this isn't going to be something that you're going to take away draft picks or, you know, die. Now, I don't know if they're going to get fined or what it is, but he feels fairly secure in in his statement. And I'm going from him that, 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 that they'll be operating business and doing their thing and they'll go through it. That I, I, he didn't use this phrase, but the, I, I gathered from it that I don't know if it's one of those, that it, it doesn't hold as much water as maybe people that are saying it want it to, right? Well, man, the Texans had to be a part of it. Now, like I said, we don't know, and we're going to let people that decide that, that are in those decision-making. But from his, from the way he talked, it didn't feel to me like it was going to be one of those things that when all was said and done, people are going to go, oh, my gosh, wow, they aided everything and knew every single thing that was going on. He didn't feel that way. He felt it was different than that. You also mentioned uh, another huge story. Uh, you didn't mention the story, but you mentioned, you know, I think you said when they didn't get Brian Flores, and obviously uh, he also very much in the news right now. What, yep. what, what do you think happened there? You, you say they didn't get him. Was it a decision not to try and hire him? Or uh, I know he did eventually remove his name, uh, but what went on down there uh, with the efforts to, to possibly make him their head coach? So, and this has so many branches to it because the, the, the the thought process down here, you know, kind of like, you know, when Watson at, at the 11th hour, people thought it was going to be the Saints or the Atlanta Falcons, right? Hub at the very end before the trade, right? And then all of a sudden Cleveland jumps in and says $230 bucks. And it's like, whoa, I think I want to go to Cleveland. And I would too because he had the no trade clause. And it was similar here that there was all indications, especially with Casario's background, that they, and now I know that they're involved in that lawsuit too, that, Everybody thought, at least the indications were, that Brian Flores, and like a Bill Belichick situation, Nick Casario close to the vest, they don't talk about stuff much, but that he was the leading candidate. And ironically, that the second one was that, that they were seriously, and they were trying to groom and plan on grooming, and still he may be in the mix three years or whenever, you know, if Lovey's here and has great success, but that Josh McCowan, as you guys know him in Chicago, great mm-hmm. guy, a good football player and a hell of a person was deeply in the mix and a finalist. But when the Brian Flores thing shifted and all the talk about inexperience and the way you go about the hiring practices, there is, I don't want to say groundswell, but there has been buzz that they did, you, you couldn't hire Josh considering the situation and they had the guy in the building and that's when the narrative and the shift, it appeared. Now, nobody's going to tell you that there. They said they had, you know, had their eye on Lovey all the time. Well, you had him in the building. Why weren't you interviewing him first? And so I'm not telling anybody a liar. It's just that the process was very odd. And, it, and we've seen this movie when it comes to odd hiring or, or doing things uh, strangely in this Texans organization quite a few times. Bill O'Brien from the head coach to the GM and then getting rid of him and Brian Gay. I mean, there's so many layers to it. So, and there, there was there was a concern that an inexperienced head coach was going to be hired, and which was going to validate all the stuff that's going on. Is it? Wait a minute now, you're hiring a guy with no experience, and then Brian was in the middle of this, and so that kind of went south. 
and Brian will get another. He's a good football coach. And then they couldn't hire McCown at that point in time, even if it, whether they tell you they wanted to or not. And then they jumped back into, well, we got to get somebody who we trust. we got to get somebody who's a really good football coach, and we got to get somebody who knows what we're trying to get accomplished here. And I would have put Lovey to the front of the interview process, but they finally hired him, and he took the job, and here we are. So Flores was for – it appeared here from, from most people that – uh, you know that, that are inside here and that know that Brian Flores. If things would have changed and and they would have had a, it was a different circum set of circumstances, that he was the guy that, that was the leading candidate to be hired because he'd been successful in Miami and a track record with the front office. Sean, I don't want to overstay my welcome with you, uh, but I've got to ask you before I let you go. You've not only played the game at the highest level, but been both national and now local analyst. I'm sure that you have seen some tape, watched Justin Fields a little bit. He's all the story here. Uh, what are your observations? What are your thoughts about his chances of success? And, Hub, you can, you're never, ever cutting into my time. I'm always honored to be on with you, um, and I, I appreciate you asking me. It's, it's very kind when you've got all kinds of people at your, at your fingertips. I, I've watched every one of his college games. I'm, I try to study the position hard because, I, you know, you – I want to make sure when I go into these cities, I know what I'm talking about. And watched every game he played last year. He is an enormous skill set, big, physical, talented guy, and was well coached in college. He, he right, right now, as you know, there's better than I. You're there. That this team's not very good, and they got a ways to go offensively. Uh, it would help to get him weapons because it's especially young. Now there'll come a point. I believe he's talented enough that there will come a point in his career where there's a handful of those guys in the league that can carry a team regardless of the personnel. They that will play well and are still going to put numbers up and give you a chance to win every week. The Bears aren't there yet. He's not there yet because he's young. Josh Allen wasn't there his first year or second year. When you're that big and physical, these guys hubbing from when you and I, when I first started and I was playing – they're, they're the freak show now, how big and fast and <laughs> elusive and physical they are, but how well coached they are and all the reps they get and all the, in the gun, and, and, and they're so far ahead of it. And when they're well coached, they understand his next level for me, and it's still early, is not to try to be – it's easy when you're that talented to play the hero, and I've seen, I saw it with Watson early here, is to play the, the, the hero syndrome where he knows he's got to make a lot of plays because they're invested in him and they should be because I, I think he's a, a really – I think he was underdrafted. I think he could have even been drafted higher. He's that gifted. But you try to make – and you make plays like last year. You get forced into it. You go and make plays. I have no problem with playing a guy early. Play him and let's find out mentally, emotionally, and physically what a young guy can do. And he fought through some difficult times. And he, he's going to learn. The light switch will go even brighter this year from year one to year two. It's an amazing jump. But – I would like him not to get to the point where he feels like he has to make every play, and in the process he'll make more. But his gifts are there. The next process is just processing information, getting through progressions, which is difficult to do because you rely on that skill. Oh, first guy's not open. Let me bail out and go do what I know I can do, and I'm just physically better than the rest of you. So I I, I think he's got a great football IQ, and he's just got to guard against, as does the franchise, of not saying, dude, if you don't play well, that'll come four or five years down the road where – he carries a team that maybe struggles or has injuries. He's not there yet, but the next process is making sure that you understand how to throw people open, anticipation, and pre-snap read to make sure it gives them an advantage. They're not very good right now, as we know, but you will see quantum leaps this year 
and he is a massive talent. And But I tell Bears, just be a little patient. You, you, I wouldn't expect him to be in the Pro Bowl this year, but you will see growth from him, and he's got what you can't teach, the physical skills and just he's, he's a great football talent. Now it's just a matter of reps and playing. I hope they build something around him. It'd be a shame to send a guy out there year after year and not give him players. I think with Matt and the front office, I think they'll start to give him some players. But I'll tell you what, there, there'll be, he has got to, he'll be the best quarterback in Bears history if they give him players. He's sure the most gifted. That I can tell you. He's as gifted as it gets, but just throwing the ball isn't a quarterback. There's a lot of other things that come into it, um, and those are things that just take experience. And I'm, I'm excited to see his growth this year. I'm a big believer in Justin Fields. He's a very gifted kid. That is Sean Salisbury, Sports Talk 790 Morning Show, host out of Houston. Sean, I really appreciate it, buddy. We're going to take a little time as these guys go on summer break, but I'd love to do it again as we get closer to the season. And anytime I can help you out, you know, I'm just a phone call away. Definitely. You got me anytime you want me. Respect and uh, one of the best that's done it for a long time. I'm talking about you. So anytime you need me, you <laughs> lean on me. I'm here. And I hope we, I hope we get to do it more often. It's been too long, my friend. I appreciate it. Great to talk to you, Sean. Have a great evening. That is Sean Salisbury joining us on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. We're going to take a quick commercial break here, folks. And when we get back, rest of the show is you and me. Phone lines are open, 312-644-6767. You can call or text at that number. Love to hear what's on your mind. What do you think about your 2022 Chicago Bears? Let's talk about it in just a moment after these quick commercial words. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hub Arkish on 670 The Score. To be honest, um, it didn't really matter what number, you know, I received, but, you know, um, my late brother, you know, my brother had passed and, um, you know, you know, once, you know, they told me I could wear nine, I was just thinking, you know, three times three is nine. So, you know, um, he always, you know, finds a way to, you know, let him know that he's still here. So um, I'll say that. Wear number three? Was that what you were saying? Yeah, he, he wore number three. So I wore number three in high school. So, um, yeah, I'll say, you know, just to work, you know, just to keep his name still alive, three times three, nine. So what was his name? Um, Tale Brisker. Chicago Bears rookie Jaquan Brisker uh, taking a moment today in, in the media room explaining why he wears number nine. Um, and, you know, you could hear the emotion and, and uh, really touching and, and impressive. And, and uh, uh, you know, I'll say one thing for these kids that the Bears have brought in, this entire draft group as we've gotten to meet them a little bit, um, some very impressive young men. I, you know, we, I used to kid about it with uh, the last uh, Ryan and Matt team with, with Ryan Pace and, and Matt Nagy, and they would always talk about, you know, one of their most important rules was their no turds rule in the locker room. Um, and obviously there's different and in some ways maybe, you know, more uh, appropriate ways to put it, but, but it is clear uh, that, that one thing that will not change here is that Ryan Poles and, and Matt Eberflus are, are very focused on bringing in high character young men. I, I you know, really impressed so far by, by uh, Kyler uh, Gordon and Jaquan Brisker and Bayless Jones Jr. And, and everybody, you know, Dominique Robinson, uh, I, I'm not going to name all 11 draft picks, but one after another, they've come in and impressed us with their maturity and their focus and, uh, um, Brisker, you know, definitely moved a lot of people uh, when he explained why um, he was wearing the number nine today. And as a matter of fact, it, it leads me to just take a moment here, and I, and I hope you will all bear with me. Um, I know that some of you are probably uh, aware of this from, from seeing some of the chatter from a lot of us on the beat on Twitter in the last week or two, and I don't know if it's been mentioned or discussed here at all on the station, but... Uh, a, a dear friend of ours and, and one of the best sports reporters, one of the best Chicago Bears reporters, really in the history of the beat, um, is going through a very difficult time right now. My buddy John Moon Mullen um, has been battling cancer, pancreatic cancer, for three and a half years now. And um, he is uh, in, in, in the midst of an extremely difficult fight at the moment. He has already defied all odds. He was stage four when he was diagnosed, and that usually means six to 12 months. It's three and a half years later, and he has not only battled this cancer ferociously and with incredible dignity and grace, um, but he took time out about a year ago to begin recording uh, a stream of uh, inspirational videos for other cancer patients and talking about the importance of attitude uh, over cancer um, and believe strongly that it's what allowed, what's allowed him to, uh, he's won this battle. Um, uh, it doesn't look good right now. Um, uh, you know, quite frankly, I don't think he or his wife Carolyn would take offense with me simply acknowledging that um, the end 
the most likely near. But he just continues to to fight with a, with a grace and a power that I've never really seen in anybody. And um, uh, I just uh, and I know he's not listening now. But um, for for any of you out there who've ever enjoyed uh, the coverage that Moon provided first at the Daily Herald and then the Chicago Tribune, um, uh, he came on the beat with the Tribune in the late '80s, and he is not only my oldest, but my best friend on the beat over the years. Um, I just want to thank him for, for everything that, that he has uh, taught all of us and taught me and uh, let him know and, and, and hope that all of you will join me uh, in having all of our thoughts and prayers with him right now because there has never been anyone more deserving of that. And uh, he just continues to, to fight the good fight. And, and so um, he's just somebody that I would aspire to be like uh, uh, at any point that I can in my life. And Moon, we're all thinking about you and praying for you. So getting back to the phone lines and the text line, if you want to talk some Chicago Bears football, it's 312-644-6767. You can call or text at that number. We'd love to know what's on your mind about the Chicago Bears football team, what you'd like to see happen or come next. You can do that again by calling or texting at 312-644-6767. And at the moment, if my computers here will cooperate, working on several screens at the same time, and the Internet's been a little shaky, so it's come and gone. Uh, But we've got it now. I want to get to some of your texts that I've been uh, waiting to, to comment on as we now have some time to get into some of that. Uh, and, and there was one uh, that, that came uh, a little while ago, somebody who wants to see, uh, I was talking to Mark Potash, actually, Potsy, about what's going on uh, with uh, Robert Quinn. And um, uh, there was a text here that wants the Bears to trade Robert Quinn for Debo Samuels. Uh, first of all, that's not going to happen. It's not a fair trade. Uh, yes, they are both all pros, but uh, Debo is, I believe, 24 or 25. Uh, Robert is 32. Uh, it wouldn't be that simple, but to go even a step further, um, uh, I'm sorry, uh, it says trade Quinn for Debo. That's not the one that I, there was an earlier uh, text that said trade Roquan Smith for Debo. That's the one I was thinking of. I didn't realize that uh, two people were looking for Debo Samuel and trying to make different deals. Uh, the Robert Quinn deal obviously is never going to happen. But the idea of trading Roquan Smith for Debo Samuel, it, it might be intriguing to some folks because you're talking about two of the best young football players in the NFL. Obviously, uh, the Bears have a tremendous need at the wide receiver position. Um, and I would love to see Debo Samuel in navy and orange. Uh, the problem is that, well, first of all, uh, Debo Samuel is not out of contract yet. He's got another year after this year, I believe. Robert, uh, rather, uh, Roquan will be a free agent. But with Fred Warner and Nick Bosa going to command monster second contracts on that 49er defense uh, already, uh, there's no way they could really afford you know, with effective salary cap management to bring in Roquan Smith and have to pay him what he's going to get as well. So while, you know, people sometimes try and put two and two together and you might think that that trade could make some more sense, um, it doesn't make sense for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, it would be interesting from a Bears perspective. I, I would hate to see Roquan leave, period. Uh, but if it was going to happen, if they were able to get to, to fill what arguably is their greatest need right now in, in trying to help Justin Fields 
uh, become the quarterback that he can be. It would make sense uh, to do a deal for Debo, but I just think the price is too high uh, for a team that actually has a number of needs in a number of different areas. And so while I understand to our texture in the 312 area code why you might suggest it, I'm not saying it's a horrible idea. I'm just telling you it's not going to happen. It's just not right for either team right now. So I'll get to a few more of your texts in a moment, but let's get back to the phone lines right now. We're going to start by going out to Plainfield and welcoming Anthony into the show. Anthony, appreciate your call tonight. How you doing? Yeah, Hub, I'm doing good. Thanks for thanks for uh, taking the call. Um, so, you know, I, I've been kind of doing, reading some articles and whatnot, looking at projections, and, and, you know, it seems like the common theme is the Bears, you know, might fall somewhere in the top you know, three, four, five draft pick next year, right? They're gonna be a bad team. And I and I and I don't I don't think I disagree with that. My question is with regards to Justin Fields, what does that say about the league perspective on on Justin Fields, right? Because, you know, it is a quarterback league. He's not the only quarterback without talent that's that's played well before, right? And 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 and, and quarterbacks can win games. Is there something to that? Like I know your your last guest was just on, um, which he was kind of touching on this this idea where Justin Fields eventually at some point is going to take over and win games, regardless of the talent around him, but maybe he's just not there yet. Is there anything to that league perception of Justin Fields and, and why they think the Bears are going to be so bad, or is it really just the talent around him? I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, Anthony, no. I, I think the predictions that you're hearing, uh, both outside of market and in market from some of us, it's all about the, the roster and the talent and the rebuilding process. Uh, you know, I, 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 there's varying opinions on Justin Fields. Uh, I continue to be very high on him because of his unique traits. Uh, you know, he's got uh, incredible athletic ability for the position, and he's got great arm talent. Now, I, I'm not convinced yet that he can make all the throws because he hasn't shown us that he can on a consistent basis, but he has tremendous arm strength. He has at times shown uh, great accuracy and a great feel for the deep ball, but he does still have more to learn. And, and I don't think it's that there's a question of whether or not he can make the throws. It's whether or not he's going to eventually um, learn to read defenses well enough and have the processing speed to make all the right throws at the right time. Um, but, but I think that I don't think I know from talking to people in most markets, the consensus is he's got the talent to be a franchise quarterback, but there's a ton of guys that, that have had the talent to be franchise quarterbacks who never became of it, uh, never became one because they just didn't have, it's not, it's not, it's not smarts. It's not knowledge. It's kind of, it's, it's almost a, a God given gift to, to, to understand the game and have the feel for it to know when to put the ball where you want to put it and to have the processing speed to see it and react to it quickly enough. And and that's the part, it's the great unknown with these quarterbacks. It's why so many more fail than succeed. But as far as predictions about the Bears not being a very good football team this year, that's just because there's there's just not much around them, you, you know. And, and I and, and listen, I love most of these kids. I got to deal with them every day, and, and I don't mean to be critical of them. They've already accomplished an incredible feat. They are NFL players, and a lot of them are going to have NFL careers, and some of them are going to be very good. But there are not enough players at other positions with the ceilings and the level of talent that Justin Fields has for this to be a winning and contending football team right now, Anthony. So, you know, it's not there is uncertainty about Justin Fields, 
But that's not why, and I think this was your question, that's not why you're hearing um, so many un, you know, unfortunate predictions for this football team. It's because they've committed to a rebuild. That takes time, and they've got to add a lot of talent in a lot of areas. Maybe the best way to put it to you is when you look at the Bears' depth chart, what positions do you feel they're ready at to be contenders right now? Because quite frankly, other than running back, I don't know if there is one. Uh, you know, I, I love a lot of the young promise in the secondary, um, but they still have to prove themselves. And other than that, they need upgrades at almost every other position group. And so that's why you're hearing, I don't want to call it negativity, a lot of the dire predictions for how many games the Bears are likely to win this year and why a lot of people are predicting that they're going to end up with a top five draft choice. Let's get one more call in before we have to break again. Larry is out in Orland Park. Larry, appreciate you calling. How you doing? Hi. Uh, good to hear your voice on the radio. Thank you. Uh, my question concerns Lovey Smith and the optimism that, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, that Mr. Salisbury, the writer from Houston, expressed uh, for uh, Lovey as the coach of that team after being 17 and 39 at the U of I? Well, I think it's apples and oranges is the answer to your question, Larry. I, I thought that Lovey uh, did an outstanding job for the Chicago Bears. Obviously, it didn't work out when he went to Tampa after here. I thought it was kind of a bizarre hire for the U of I. Um, if, you, if you knew Lovey at all, um, I, I think the hope was that his NFL chops would be impressive in the living room as a recruiter, but but Lovey is uh, he he's very laid back. Um, uh, he, he is not. I'm not going to say he's not a great motivator because he won a lot of football games here, but he's not going to come in and give a lot of fire and brimstone speeches. Um, he was already at an age where his his kids were well past college. I'm not sure how he was how well he was going to relate to those kids. Um, and I just never saw him as being a tremendous recruiter. And I don't think you win college football games with a focus on the Tampa two defense, uh, you know, and, and Lovey struggles were always on the offensive side of the football. And I just never saw how he was going to compete, uh, in the big 10. So I, I don't think you can compare what happened at Illinois to his odds at success with the, in the NFL. I think there you look at his bears experience and he took a team to a Super Bowl. You know, and 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 the coaches who have done that, even though you know, a lot have now, 55 Super Bowls later, is still a, a small minority of all the guys who've been head coaches. So uh, I think the best answer I can give you is that the hope for Lovey in Houston is that he is an excellent defensive NFL coach. He has been a very good head coach, and 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 also his his style. What what didn't work at Illinois. I think is what they needed at Houston because that was a franchise in complete disarray. And as Sean Salisbury, who's the guest that you're referring to, put it, both a former NFL quarterback and longtime analyst and, and, and now uh, you know radio and TV personality, as he put it, that's what that team needs right now. And that's why, and, he, and Sean did talk about the fact that he may not be the guy to get the Texans to the promised land, but he's a great guy to be the bridge to get them back to the point where they can seriously be considered ready to contend for that. So I, I do hope that answers your question. Uh, again, folks, the, the number is 312-644-6767. Got, got time to take a couple more calls. We do have to take one last quick commercial break, but we'll be back with more of your calls in just a moment right here at 670 The Score. Hub Arkish on 670 The Score. It's been a good process kind of rolling in with the ones it's a lot of learning. You've got to play a lot faster, think a lot faster, 
and that's all coming as I go. And I think the biggest thing for me is just creating a process, a pre-snap process, going up to the line, really, what's the cadence? We have multiple different cadences. I've, you know, struggled a little bit with that, but just, you know, having a pre-snap process and something that will benefit me just being able to move faster. But the overall jump in with the ones has been really great. The vets are great, just helping me out, making sure I'm on the same page, making sure I'm getting certain calls that they might have that they've been using and stuff like that. So they've been great and, you know, it's, it's been a good process. Oh, Bears fans, you got to love the kids. That is Braxton Jones coming all the way from Southern Utah to rolling with the ones. And that's some of the fun here. You know, guys, it's going to be tough to come by wins for a year or two. There's no question about that. Uh, but there is a certain satisfaction and joy in watching some of these young players develop. And uh, Braxton Jones, boy, you talk about a step up in class and have it happening quick. Now, he has not won a job, <laughs> and we don't know that he's going to be starting on the Bears offensive line, but that was Braxton Jones talking today about what it's been like even in practice getting to, as he said, roll with the ones. Uh, want to do a little housekeeping before I have to say goodnight. I apologize to those of you still on the phone lines, but we got to roll in a couple minutes ourselves so I'm not going to get to any more calls. But for everybody uh, who checked in on the SCORE listener line, it's powered by BetQL, BetSmarter, and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. I also want to do a quick shout-out. My partner, executive producer on our Pro Football Weekly TV show is Jim Keyes. He Crazy Keys. And uh, he he did me a solid. He he didn't call. Well, he did call it, and I couldn't take the call. Uh, But he sent me a text and reminded me. We talked earlier uh, about the Bears all wearing number 41 today at the final day of minicamp in honor of Brian Piccolo and I explained uh, why Matt Eberflus did that and is doing a lot of things he's doing uh, to reignite the legacy of the Chicago Bears. All of that correct and true, but as Keyes pointed out to me, also today, in fact, the 50th anniversary of the passing of Brian Piccolo, and so I think that is also in part why it happened today. So thank you to Keys for helping me inform our listeners. Uh, also, before I say goodbye, guys, um, this is what what I do here is pretty easy to be honest with you because I don't do the work, I don't do the heavy lifting. We have at 670 the score the best production staff in radio. Every one of these guys, our producers are just outstanding. And tonight it's been Brian Kelly, and uh, th- this was kind of put together late. We had to fill in for some friends. There's been some other things going on here at the score, um, and uh, I was asked to come on. And Brian picked it up immediately and put the show together. Gets you all in and out on the air. Gets all of our guests set. Keeps me sane and helps me, picks up for me every time I make a mistake. So uh, to Brian Callahan, what an outstanding job producing tonight. Brian, thank you so much. Um, Real quickly uh, on the text line, uh, just a couple more things. Uh, I want to give an honest answer to a difficult question here. Um, Hub, with the disarray of the defensive line and offensive line, in your heart of hearts, do you feel the Bears will win at least seven or eight games through the course of the season? Thanks from B. Um, Guys, all I can do is be honest with you. And, and uh, again, I don't see it as a negative. I, I think that the rebuild makes sense. I think this team was ready for it. And, and I, as Potsy and I talked about at the top of the show, I admire the way that Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus are, are approaching it. But it means tearing it down and getting worse before you get better. And I'm basing this strictly on the level of talent on the roster right now, intentionally. Some of these guys are going to be very good football players, but right now... 
I just don't see enough talent to win seven or eight games. I, I think that uh, the Bears look to me right now like a, a five-six win team. Uh, I think they're probably going to end up with a top five draft pick, and, and that's not a bad thing with where they're at right now. Uh, that could easily change. We'll see what happens as we get to training camp in a few weeks. Hopefully I'll be back with you before then, but if not, want to thank you all so much for listening and calling and texting tonight to my guests, Mark Potash of the Chicago Sun-Times and Sean Salisbury, former NFL quarterback and currently of Sports Talk 790 down in Houston. Thank you guys so much for being with me tonight. I hope everybody has a great evening. I want you to stay tuned because next up, it's Bet MGM tonight right here at 670 The Score. For me, going to take a couple weeks as we go on summer break, but we'll be back with you very soon. Have a great evening, everybody. Let's enjoy this rebuild with the Chicago Bears. It's going to get better soon, and we're going to get to see a lot of young football players realize their dreams. That's what's next when the season starts now. Have a great night, everybody. Enjoy Bet MGM tonight. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.